This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. Hey, Natalie. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to talk about this topic with you today. There's nothing quite like a bucket list. You know? I'm all for bucket lists. Everything I want to do is like a dream, and the reality is what scares me. So I much <laughs> <laughs> I like having a bucket list. I, you know, I, it's like my, my list of jobs that I wanted to have. Like I've done almost everything on my list of jobs, and most of them have made me cry or <laughs> you know have otherwise ended badly. But I really have no regrets, and uh, you know, I guess it's going to be the same with horses. Most of these things, most of the things I've wanted to do with horses, when I finally got to do them, they made me cry. But they, cry because you were emotionally excited or no, terrified. You were the terror, the terror, the terror. <laughs> Just had to check. Um, yeah, I tend to do things that I'm not really ready for. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm ever truly ready for any of the things I want to do. As we were talking about with the clubhouse doing these, you know, top five things we'd like to do with our horses. And right. we'd ask them to give us their feedback about what they'd like to do. As I'm reading these, all of these sounded amazing. Yeah. Most of these sounded like things that were on my bucket list, but also that I would probably be too scared to do ever. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them I've already done, to be fair. Uh And some of them I'm planning to do this year. But I don't know. I just, I feel like a bucket list item is, is somehow sometimes when you get it, can be a little, I don't know. For example. Okay. Okay. So one of them, the bucket list items, has always been for me to ride a horse on the beach. Right? Sure. It's always been a huge bucket list item for me. And this is definitely cropped up with quite a number of our clubhouse members. Um, yeah. The reality is I got to do that for my birthday this year when I went yeah. to the Caribbean. And my husband tried to murder me while on this so it was like the fantasy did not meet the reality was the true crime incident happening with your husband was that related specifically to the beach ride or was that like a coincidence or I mean he he tried to take me out like he could not control his horse and um you know then there was people on the beach with like you know toys and things and and his horse was spooking and I'm just trying to get on, you know, ride my damn horse. That's the big problem with the horse bucket list is the horse, right? Like that unknown entity, uh, whether you trained it and you haven't quite had the experience that you need yet. Like if you, let's say if you took one of your horses to the beach, that would be like mayhem, right? That would be bedlam. And so what do you do? You say, right, I'll ride a horse that's trained to go on the beach. But then you have all of the outside factors coupled with beginner riders, coupled with you don't actually know your horse, so you don't know what the reaction is going to be to all these factors. So, yeah, an equestrian bucket list rapidly becomes, you know, like also a last will and testament. <laughs> like, I'm going to do these things and here's where I want to leave all of my bills. <laughs> I feel like I need a redo, you know. I mean, 
I saw the horses. The horses were pretty cool, but they were also very under-muscled, and I almost yeah. felt really terrible riding this horse. Um, but what am I going to be like? Nope, sorry, your horse looks like he's mistreated. I'm not, you know, I, I didn't want to offend either because it's a poor country. And, um, yeah, my husband is not a rider, and mm. got to give him some grace on that one. He really did try, and it was his idea. But <laughs> I kind of need a do-over. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Maybe all of them, we put too, we build too much into a single experience. And it's like, for each item on your list, how many months of your life are you going to devote to training for it so that you get it right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you could argue, like, I wanted to be an exercise rider, and I worked really hard to meet that goal. I didn't just go, well, that's half truth. I did at one point just <laughs> go to the track and get on a horse and take it onto the track. And that was an alarming experience but like to actually like do a do a breeze I trained up to that point and it was still terrifying but I did it and I got paid money for it so it worked out uh so it's like if you want to be a beach rider for six months which also sounds like a better plan even than just doing it once you should just move to the beach and ride on it every day as a professional beach rider right I mean that would be nice I live by the beach but there's eh. only one beach you can ride on, and it's you got a trailer there, that's and then a you have to like beach. apply. Yeah, that's northern beach. It's definitely northern. not like the Caribbean. You can't see yeah. what's in the ocean. It's no, not you need to, a good. You got to move to like Saint John or something. Right. <laughs> it's clear water, little waves. Yeah. You know, not no sharks gonna try to take you out really, or at yeah, least you can the, see them coming. The water temperature isn't fifty. <laughs> northern beaches. I know. Nightmare. Well, somehow the reality is always a little bit underwhelming. I will say, but what I found interesting, and I think we should definitely read some of these, but what I found interesting was that only one of these bucket list items for our clubhouse members included any kind of competition, like showing. Uh, oh, what a wonderful observation, because that's what everybody does. We sit around and train for competitions, and then when you ask people what they really want to do, that ain't it. Go figure. I know. Isn't that funny? I mean. That is really something. I thought that was really interesting. And even the people who had mentioned the, the type of competitions, right? So Erin mm -hmm. had mentioned doing an endurance ride, which is a competition. But it's a totally different beast than showing like in the hunters or dressage in the arena in front of a judge. Well, right. And she wrote complete an endurance ride. Right. So that's, yeah, that's not even the same mental No, because um, to finish space. is to win, right? right? If you finish and you clear it and your horse is good, you're good, you win. Yeah. Right? And, wow. um, and And so I thought it was really interesting, especially in the wake of this Horse Nation article that came out about mm. lesson riders being the undesirables. Right? <laughs> you read this, There was right? a lot to unpack with that article. Um, yeah. Yeah, I read I read it. Um, hopefully no one else read it because it was just kind of anxiety inducing to think that that people are, are really they're taking one experience with one trainer at one barn and and feeling the need to write a thousand words about it in an international website. Um. It, 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 it did. I mean, and I I feel like I can speak from experience because I have always been a lesson writer up until five years ago. So Mm -hmm. 40 years of my life, mm -hmm. all I did was ride lesson horses, right? Um, so I think I have a little bit of 
knowledge about that. Um, my kids are, you know, ride less in horses, even though they own technically, mm-hmm. they don't ride the horse they own because the horse is too much for them, right? They're not beginner horses. Um, I just thought it was really interesting because even when she said the barn she's at has national champions. And even though she has $10,000, she can't afford a lease. Like, I get it. Lease amounts are ridiculous everywhere. Like, there are people who prize themselves on, like, free leases or or inexpensive leases. But, like, I just felt like this was a little bit of a woe is me, rich girl situation. It was was just very tone deaf to me. It was like, I could walk out of here, go to the local tax shop, and find a free lease – on a beginner friendly horse that's how many free leases there are because people have horses they can't they don't have time to ride all over the place so number one saying you can't afford a lease no you can't afford a lease for one specific type of discipline of showing one specific style of discipline you know what i'm saying um you just set your sights too narrow and that was what you know really started this conversation for us right was there's not one way to enjoy horses. And if no, you limit never. yourself to one way to enjoy horses and refuse to try anything else, then yeah, you're going to feel pretty limited by your pocketbook. If you choose, I don't know, the most expensive sport in the United States. <laughs> yeah, and an expensive show barn, right? right. Because there's different levels of barns. Mm-hmm. There's different levels of trainers. There's different. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking like I got Delight basically for free right mm-hmm. um he is extremely talented he could jump four foot he's extremely fit right now but guess what a horse like that takes time you have yep. to put in the time and the skills so if your daughter is as talented as you say she is and motivated wouldn't that be an option yeah i would you know bless the daughter for being the pawn in all of this because i would you know i would like to know if somebody said hey psst, kid you want to ride this free quarter horse that you can take in schooling shows She'd probably be like, instead of one lesson a week, yes, yes, I would. Yes, I would like to ride that horse every single day. Um, Because while she's probably being really influenced by her friends at that barn and her desire to have like a snazzy Instagram account of her jumping at A shows, uh, at the end of the day, a horse girl just wants to horse. So, you know. Yeah, you're almost (laughs) putting, making money the topic as opposed to it being about the horses. Yeah, Right. I just mm-hmm. I I kind of left reading that article with like a super sick feeling of like entitlement. And I don't know, I've worked my my ass off for for the last five years to be able to afford my own horse. Right. Right. I pay for my horse. My husband doesn't pay for it. Like exactly. And everything I have, I put into it, time, money, everything, because I appreciate it. Mm hmm. Right. And I want my mm-hmm. kids to do the same. If my kids aren't going to put in the time to work. I was a working student. Right. If they're not going to take the time to work for it, then they're only going to get one lesson a week. I'm not going to give them the opportunity to do more. Yeah. Everything I've ever done has been as a working student. I have, oh, I can't, I don't know when I, I last paid for a riding lesson. Not because it was like, I don't have to pay for riding lessons because they're too expensive. You have to find other ways to finance them. But if you want something badly enough, then you find the right barn, you find the right trainer, you find the person you can work with. And you make it happen. It's just, you know, you just work your ass off. Absolutely. I know the barn rat opportunities that exist now are not what existed um, 40 years ago. But there are still barn rats out there because I've seen them with my own eyes. There's still kids out there running show barns. <laughs> 
oh, I have them at my own barn. <laughs> right, right. And I purposely chose at this stage of my life to not be in this high level performance barn. Why? Because I don't give a shit about performance, right? I don't want to be a, at a competition mm-hmm. barn. And do I, I don't want to get them. It? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course you do. You know, but like those are the the articles that I consistently see about how we're leaving people behind and kids don't know how to groom and blah, 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 blah. I'm always like, that is such a specific subset of horses. And we've got a whole huge world out here that has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, and, and I feel like I'm the perfect person to talk about this because I grew up at a show barn mm-hmm. and that's why I left the anxiety to right. perform and I was a junior trainer. I was getting blues and all the shows and I had such anxiety to do better the next show. I never learned how to tack up. I never learned any of this. Mm. And I I lost my love of horses. It became so commercialized for me. Right. Um and that I left. And and when I came back, I said, you know what? Fuck this shit. I don't want to do that. I want it to be about my relationship with the horse. But as a kid, I felt like really pressured to do that because of what was available in my area and what my parents thought was best for me. Right, right. It's like a cultural thing. Yeah. And I can see, I know that a lot of this stuff comes out of the Northeast and there is a very strong, um, you know, elite sort of suburban culture around horse showing that's existed probably, I don't know, since the 1950s, probably when horse showing became a big thing. Um, it's the country club set, right? Yeah. But it's that's the new always country been, club. Yeah, I knew. And that's always been a big divide in America. Who's got horses? Rich people and poor people. Because, you know, folks living out in the country, uh, you know, the horse standing outside of their trailer, they're going to go, horses are for rich folks? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you want to show the A circuit, I guess, right? <laughs> I always – one reason I always like that um, the movie Sylvester – uh, which is that eventine movie with uh, Melissa Gilbert was that she took well she took an off track thoroughbred number one, but she took she showed up at a three day event with a rusted old cattle trailer, and I, I didn't even have to do that when I, I I actually I've only seen the movie once but I read the novelization like sixty times, and I had a decent horse trailer as a kid. My parents bought a horse trailer. It was nice of them, uh, but I had this like deep connection with somebody that would show up at a three-day event with a rusted old cattle trailer and a cowboy trader and just be like what's up y'all we're gonna do some dressage I just I wanted to be that I wanted to be that outcast that won <laughs> for fun the underdog know? right yeah that's my dream I always want to be the underdog <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's true I think um you know listen and then I, do, I want to be very specific here if you want to show that's awesome. You do you, boo. Like, whatever. I just, I think that there, there is that narrow-mindedness that a lot of people have, especially when they're starting out or they have money and they want to get their kids into competition. You know, is this, you got to go to all these shows. You got to get the blues. You got to push, push, push. If you, you know, work out of the $25,000 horse, then you get the $50,000 horse. Right. And then you get the $100,000 horse if that one breaks. And this mindset is not the norm for most of people who own horses. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a, a lot of these um, power parents would be really surprised to learn that um, this is, it's not normal. What you see on a movie star's Instagram of horse show life is 
not what the average person experiences or wants. <laughs> it's true. And, and I would love to say so. I have really interesting experience. So my barn owner, who is one of my best friends, I've seen her daughter being raised at the barn. I've known her daughter her whole life. And this girl can ride any horse. I mean, she's one of the only people I trust with my horses. Like, she's amazing. But she's not as far up on her show career as she could be because she's training these green horses, right? She's making her own horses. And some of her friends I see who have leased their horses or, you know, they'll talk smack about her. But this kid can outride all of them. And she's the nicer one out of all of them. And and I just – I do see sometimes where it's this whole, well, you know, my horse costs more than your horse or whatever. And I think that mindset comes from the parents. Oh, definitely. And may I just say, you just described, you know, both of my leading ladies. And <laughs> <laughs> Look at the that. Series, so the Alex series, both those girls started out like that because that's how I started out. I rode a lot of green horses. I, You know, I was the kid who the instructor would, you know – be like, hey, we just got this new horse. Why don't you get on and see what it does? That kind of thing. And I'm really, really good at green horses. And I'm only so-so at anything <laughs> above training level. <laughs> and that's okay. That's your niche. It is. That's, yeah. Lucky me. <laughs> well, and that's it. And I do. And I think like, so like I just maybe a message for any parent out there is just like let your kid love horses and, and don't just let them find their way. Don't push them to be the best at anything, you know, but, and this well, is why you came up with this topic, right? The, the, what else can we do with horses besides exactly. competition? Because what parents need to understand is that unlike the majority of their extracurricular activities, horses have longevity. This could be, uh, something that means a lot to them for their entire lives. It doesn't have to be a career. It doesn't have to be a career booster. But it could be a huge piece of their lives, literally until the day they die. You know, so many horse people. Look at all these century rides we're seeing where people are doing. Amazing. You know, yeah, they're showing or doing a dressage test on a horse that their age and the horse's age add up to 100. That's incredible. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing my own. Hopefully I'll find a 40-year-old horse. <laughs> I just hope I can get a leg over at that time. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, but yeah, people are perfectly willing to risk their old hips and get hoisted onto these horses and keep going because this is a lifelong passion. And uh, wouldn't you want to nurture something that meaningful in your child's life, um, this touchstone that they'll always have? Um Instead of going, oh, thank God you got all those ribbons. I don't know what we would have done if you didn't have a shits on a horse show ribbons. You might have had to pay for your college or something. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, I see it all the time. And I have, you know, I go to a lot of barns. I, I, <laughs> I with work, I, I travel to a lot of different barns and of all levels. And um, I say it a time and again, I love working with the people who are at the smaller barns or like the lower level barns who, don't always focus on the competition because I feel like that's where you get the horsemanship. Right. And I feel like that's the truest sense of the word. Like if you want to show that's great, but that's not like focus. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, that's how I am in my life. So, you know, I feel like you pick a place that aligns with what your desires are. Right. And maybe this woman has the desire, but not the funds. And that's fine. And you got to change 
maybe what your plan is or find a different way to get there. Right. It can't color your the entire horse world is not a shitty place because one thing is not as open to you as you would like. It's just and it's okay to want to like I would like to show I think about showing all the time. And then I think to myself, you don't have enough money to show, so don't worry about it. And I move on. And then the next day I think about showing, and it, which is it's just an on. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with showing, but um, it is it is foolish to fixate on something that is such a minor piece of this lifelong journey. It is. And listen, I'm not one to say that like, I, we were looking through the, the bucket list items for our clubhouse members. And I don't think there was anything on there that didn't cost some form of money, right? Sure, or time, sure. mm-hmm. right? Um, it is an expensive sport, right? Yeah. Where you have a living being animal that is hopefully going to live 30, 40 years and it costs money to maintain them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I just, I found it was really, yeah, as you said, tone deaf. And I did kind of feel bad for the barn manager in that scenario because like I might have ignored the woman too. Yeah, she kind of did run right over that barn manager, like just rolled her right under the bus. And I was like, look, the people, that's a hard job. It's busy. The expectation, the, the thing that gets me too is like to, to say that lesson riders are second class citizens is, is to not know how to, how a well run lesson barn is run because that's really who you're making your money off of. Yes. Because you can charge them by the ride and you can insist that. They need more rides to be ready for something. And you charge them for the horse at the show. Like there, there are so many extra layers of billing available to you with a lesson student. As a, and I, I've, I have run very, very large lesson barns. You might not know that about me. Uh, and you can, You've done everything, Natalie. Let's be you honest. You can do an astonishing number of things to people when they don't own a horse. <laughs> okay nobody boards your horse with natalie uh she's terrifying no i'm just kidding there's a but reason no, my true. horse lives at home no, but there, there is a reason um mm-hmm. when i talk to different barn owners they always agree the lesson horses the lesson rides are what pays the bills because right. they don't make that much money off their borders no no and when you do make money off of the board it's everybody's like horrified at how much your board is. And it's like, this is how much horses cost when you don't pay for them by the ride. Yes. That's, it is what it is. (laughs) It is. It is. And so anyway, I wanted to make sure we brought that up because it really pissed a lot of people off, including me. I was like, ooh, this makes me feel all kinds of ways. Um, Yeah. Because until recently, I was the lesson rider and my kids are lesson riders. And I feel like, Mm-hmm. They're not treated differently. They have different opportunities, but they have the opportunities that they take. Mm-hmm. Right? If they want to ride more, they need to work more. If they need to work more, right? Or they need to ask for more rides or they need to figure something out. So there's always a way. This segment is brought to you by Ready Note Equestrian. While they are best known for their jumpsuit, they have released an amazing schooling collection of shirts and breeches with color blocking designed for the ultimate comfort and flattering fit. The jogger breechers are comfortable enough to go from the barn to the street with an adjustable drawstring waist and soft material that is durable yet flattering. 
mix and match with your favorite ReadyNode shirt available in a variety of colors that you can wear alone or under your favorite ReadyNode outerwear. I think it, it would be fun if we turn it around and talk about some of the fun shit we could do with horses that don't involve competition. Yeah, I'm so pleased that it led to this uh, topic because um, I, I loved the responses and the clubhouse and the way you pointed out that none of it's competition. Some of these things offer the ability to compete, but nobody said, I want to have a gold medal in this or, <laughs> you know, I want to go to the world championships in that. It, that it's all experiential. And, um, Absolutely. Things that people would carry with them forever if they had the opportunity to try it. And and just to add to that, our clubhouse members, we have about 400 members from all disciplines, from mm -hmm. all over the United States, and sometimes a little bit outside of the United States as well. Um, and I thought it was really interesting to see that there were a lot of uh, common ground, I guess. There were a lot of, of commonalities between some of these mm -hmm. bucket list items. So we had over... 70 comments <laughs> yeah <laughs> on this and you know so we're not going to read them all but like just to address the first one horseback archery was one of the suggestions and you and I have talked about doing that yes we have and archery figures into my um final form which is how I refer to my number one bucket list item uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and also I did have the opportunity to um mess up mounted archery when I was uh, an officer in the parks department because <laughs> we happened upon some lovely children um, doing archery in, uh, in Woodhill Park, which is in Upper Manhattan. And the very nice child offered up uh, his bow and arrow to me. And I just failed completely and uh, <laughs> did not shoot my horse. Um, <laughs> I would hope that would not be the result. <laughs> well, it was a city-run event, so, you know, they were like rubber <laughs> suction cup arrows. <laughs> but the kid was just like, what is wrong with her? And what I did, what I realized was I was, like, I was bending my wrist when I should have kept it straight or something. But it was just very bad. Um, so I would need professional instruction. But I do have a head start on mounted archery. <laughs> I've I've done archery on the ground, but I think it's a different story than doing it like at a gallop um, and dropping the reins because yeah. that for me would be like, the <gasps> what if my reins go over the head? Not riding with no reins. That doesn't bother me because I do that, you know, right on the buckle anyway. But like the whole, oh, my God, if the reins flip and my horse stumbles and gets caught up and, you know, this is how my brain works. But yeah. I think at a walk, I would love to do that. I couldn't do it at a halt. But... <laughs> To be fair, Pete was a very wiggly horse. <laughs> Maybe it's harder at a halt. It probably is. A lot of things are harder at a halt. Like, like two point at a walk is impossible. So, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> well, like someone did suggest a joust. I think a joust would be terrible at a halt. Oh, very boring. Yeah. And also, I don't think you'd be able to pick it up, right? You wouldn't be able to balance it very well. Yeah, I think you're probably right. You're using momentum like in a weird yeah. kind of pendulum way, right? So Exactly. But I feel like that's something, like mounted archery would be something that would be fun to do. Um, a couple of the others had mentioned doing like a trail obstacle course. I mm -hmm. feel like we could be, we could set up and do mounted archery as part of the mounted obstacle course. I think that would be cool. 
Oh, okay. So, yeah, so you're like, go over the bridge, go around the barrel, pick up the arrow, shoot the That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like a mounted games kind of thing. Yeah. Like, see, mm-hmm. I think that would be super fun. Like, let's zhuzh up the trail rides. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, you could do, like, an extended course with weird stuff out on it. I do like that idea. That's That'd pretty be fun. fun. I it feel like be. it'd be easy to do. Yeah, and I I tend to be a little goal-oriented, so sometimes when I go on a, you know, when, if I go on a trail ride, I get a little bored, so throw some throw some toys out there for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Um, well, and so some people, like, it was as simple as, like, going for a trail ride in the woods is, like, one of yeah. their top five things they like to do with horses. And that is my favorite. Some Now, some people were really specific about where to ride. Yes, um, that's, ooh, the, yeah. Uh, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, always count on Lucy for everything. Yeah, um, Lucy, no. We're not riding into the Grand Canyon from no. the North Rim. No. Ne- or the South, <laughs> never. Yes, I, she said she's already done the South and she wants to do it again. Do you see those bridge videos going over the Grand Canyon on the mule? No, I, I would literally kill myself. <laughs> Oh no. I do yeah, that one's terrifying. I, I like couldn't even do it following the mule on the ground. Like crawling. I couldn't do it. Like that sounds terrifying. Yeah. I don't know what Bryce Canyon Mule Days is, but she would like to take mules to a Bryce Canyon Mule Days. And Bryce Canyon is pretty kick ass. And the thing I like best about it is when if you ride there, you're like down in it. <laughs> Not up above it. <laughs> yes. I prefer to be in the valley, thank you. Yeah, so I could I could I could probably get behind that, um, yeah. but definitely not the Grand Canyon. Not on my I would list. see, yeah, <laughs> the Grand Canyon is a no. I had, no, just no. Good for you, Lucy. <laughs> Have fun. Lucy did invite us all out to the Smoky Mountains to go camping, horse camping. Horse camping is on my list. It's actually. on your list for real? It is because <laughs> I want to do, I'm working my way <laughs> into doing some kind of like uh, conditioning trail rides and um like maybe like limited distance endurance rides that would be like a trail ride zhuzhed up a little bit mm-hmm. um but i can't go far because i'm lazy so like right. usually at those you camp with your horses and that sounds super fun like to camp with like and then go trail riding the next day somewhere you've never been i don't think i want to do that no no i don't i think it sounds nerve-wracking um <laughs> worrying about my horse there I don't know I I can't really picture myself doing it I really I definitely wouldn't sleep I've I've been camping like I've been when we went to Tevis we slept in the living quarters trailer and our horses were tied to the high line and every time they moved the the trailer shook and I was like terrified the horse would strangle himself yeah well that and if there's any kind of motion or anything I won't sleep so yeah so, but the good news is for that race, we had to be up at 3 a.m. anyway. So it was like, who's sleeping? But um, if you had like a corral, maybe. Yeah, I think it'd be fun if like you were set up. And so there's a couple of places in Eastern Pennsylvania that you can trailer out. They have stalls and paddocks mm-hmm. and you just kind of camp there and then ride out from the campground that already has stalls and paddocks. Which... I think there's some places in Florida that do that too. Really? Yeah. But then you're dealing with, you know, Florida. Like who wants to camp? the bugs alone is a no for me snakes yeah there's so much of that uh yeah i like you know i have this foam mattress like memory foam mattress 
and I'm pretty attached to it. Um, so <laughs> I don't know about camping at this point in my life. I think <laughs> that ship might have sailed. <laughs> I don't know. My husband's like, you're never going to go camping. I'm like, Jason, I lived in on the ground in Mongolia for three weeks. Like, I've been worse than camping. Like, I've literally slept on dirt. And <laughs> I, 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 I only would do it if there were horses involved. Like, I'm not going to go just because so-and-so wants to go make a fire and, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't go just for funsies. Like, it's not fun unless you're going to go trail riding, too. Yeah, I don't know if people don't always understand how much we'll do because there's a horse involved that yeah. we wouldn't touch otherwise. No. My husband's yeah. like, let's go hiking. I'm like, are there horses? He's like, no. And then it's not fucking hiking. Like, I'm don't not you? Feel, when I go hiking, I'm like, this is dumb. I should be on a horse. Just That's because, right. like, it, you cover so much more ground and you can see more. So why are you doing it all? And it's fun because you're enjoying yourself because it's comfortable and. <laughs> yeah I'm sitting down <laughs> I don't like to stand like why am I walking on my own feet horses have four feet okay it's much more efficient and They're built I realize for this. this brings back like the horse does all the work kind of thing I'm like no you're working together but yes they take the brunt of some of that when you're going uphill okay yeah, yeah. Or, mm -hmm. or deep yeah. sand or any of that that's right real you work together and it's more fun and again you can see more from a horse you know well, I feel like it's more Delay relaxing. The yeah. The, uh, um, the Florida yeah. scrub is kind of funny, like, because I grew up riding in the scrub, which is, um, it's palmettos, you know, which is like a palm tree, but it's a bush. And it'll grow to, you know, like five feet tall, like these, and they just go on and on and on and on with these pine trees. And it's very beautiful, but to walk it, it can be a little like, I can't see over these palmettos, but like going out and doing a good canter. And the scrub. That's that's what I did when I was a kid. And it's gorgeous. You can see for miles. That's fun. So, yeah. 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 I love woods. I like for, for me, I like riding in the woods. That's my favorite. Um, because I've done the beach ride, almost died. And you know what? I'm good. Now I can do the wood rides. And like, <laughs> that's more fun for me. Um, there's different things, you know, but a so lot that's of people. When, yeah. Hmm. Sorry, you go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying, so it, would you put that on, on your top five list then? Is that you want to go camping or is that just sort of a not quite on the list kind of thing? Like what's your, would, what's your bottom like number five thing? I would say my bottom number five thing would be like doing a conditioning ride because it involves camping, mm -hmm. but I'd still go and get to do like a trail ride that is timed and like all this other stuff. Um, because I feel like that would meet two goals and yeah. I would have like a purpose, but I just, I don't have a horse to do that with. So mm. <laughs> delight's not the one <laughs> I thought he might be, um, he's fit. Otherwise. Yeah. he's fit enough and he's, he's chill enough, but, uh, no, he's, if he gets a little bit of discomfort and these horses, you know, they, they got to put up with a lot, I think. So. Um, that would be my, probably my bottom list, but I found it really interesting that a lot of the people on our clubhouse all talked about traveling and going yeah. on a horse riding vacation. There's a, there's a, there's a specific horse trip on my list. Which is? It is, um, the Scottish borders. And there is actually a very specific trip, which, uh, is the Scottish borders, you know, nights in bed and breakfast kind of situations like historic villages and then uh and then just riding all day long and it's like 
an incredible amount of riding and there's um they promise lots of cantering and stuff like that so <laughs> that Scottish Borders trip I was like yep that's the one for me that's the one I want to do there's not too much height um you know yeah, you're, you're not in the, the mountains right? yeah yeah you're in the lowlands but it's still really gorgeous you're in between um you know like sort of the dales and then well south of the Cairngorm so none of the like crazy height that is beautiful but I wouldn't really want to ride in so uh, it's kind of meets all of my needs perfectly <laughs> I have three mm. that are on my bucket list so they're all yeah one is a cattle drive out west like okay. I like it's it's nice and slow you got to do a little sorting and then you know a little canter or gallop if you got to get a, a runaway right so it's yeah. not it's a little bit more slow and steady which is you know my favorite pace um the other one is what I'm going to do in September, which is go to Iceland and ride the Icelandic horses mm -hmm. along that. And I, that's a dream trip for me, and I can't wait to do that. And then the third would be going and doing like an equestrian uh, safari down in uh, like, you know, South Africa, Namibia. That one's a little terrifying. I got to yeah. be honest. I'm not like, like, it's like a aspire to. I did have it booked. Um, I was going to be going, and then COVID hit. I didn't realize you had that one booked. Yeah, Yikes. we were going to go with a couple of people from Mongolia, and we were going to go and meet up and hang out there. Um, it we had it all set up. We were going to meet like Mondi out there on his like because he worked on a um, oh, what do they call them? A, like a preserve, mm -hmm. and then one of our friends runs like a Cape Winelands riding. And so we had it all set up and then COVID hit. And I, I, I'm honestly a little glad because I feel like I would have been out of my depth a little bit on that one. Yeah, the people, when as soon as you say, like, I was going to go with the people from Mongolia. I was like, ooh, they're daredevils. Ooh. Yeah. No, I feel like fate maybe saved me from my own self <laughs> on that one because, you know, the want to and the can are yeah. probably two very different things. That one would not. The other two, Iceland and uh, and the cattle drive, I wouldn't say no to either of those. But I think I would decline the safari. That just is, that's out of my depth for sure. Um, yeah, I yeah. Mean, can I don't you imagine even know running if I into wanna... like a rhinoceros no, on horseback. No, I can't even horrific. run into a deer on a fucking horse. Like exactly. <laughs> Ben's like, "There's a deer." I'm like, oh no, what do we do? Oh no, oh no, it's a deer. It's a deer. Uh, they live here. We see them constantly. Why are we both afraid of them? A cat yeah. spooked Ferris the other night and I almost died. So it's mm -hmm. like, I was like, you love cats. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> it's true. He didn't. It was a stray. One person had mentioned something that was interesting. Maybe this is something you'd be interested in. Adult horse camp. So like like Girl Scout camp or whatever, but like for adults. I know this gets a lot of love. Everybody says, let's have an adult horse camp. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if that would really be my bag. I don't know if I want to be around other people that much. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Like. You're not very good with people. Two hours is probably <laughs> good. Maybe I come over for dinner. <laughs> You're like, can we have a cocktail? And then I'm going to go home. Thank that you. That would pretty much be it. Like, yeah, I'll have uh, a quick one. Um, we can tell me some stories and I'll interrupt you a lot. And then I got to go. I got to go sleep in my own bed. I, yeah, I don't think I'd be good at adult horse camp. I wouldn't 
I would have died as a child in camp. Like it would not have worked. So, so what about Kristana yeah. um, had said? In addition to that, going to Europe and getting a tour of the different riding schools would that be more up your alley? Yes, yes, you can check that box. That sounds fantastic. I, yeah, that'd be cool. Like going to see the Lippenzens mm-hmm. and like oh my, gosh. whatever else there is. Yeah, yeah. There's I think there's one in Spain. Uh, maybe do some studs, you know, like historic studs. Yes. All of those things would be fantastic. I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't some high end company offering that. Well, maybe they are maybe like active riding trips or something like that or unicorn trails or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I worked in luxury travel for a while, it was, it was crazy what tours already existed. Like I sold these Kentucky Derby packages that literally like included tours of farms and like dinner at a high-end Louisville restaurant and tickets to the Kentucky Derby, like excellent seats. It was all already packaged. I didn't have awesome. to do anything. It was crazy. And it wasn't a horse centric company. Oh, cool. it was just, it was just like, these are things that people with money like. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we will build a package. So <laughs> the bougie package. Yeah. <laughs> The net jet set. <laughs> so I want to hear your bucket list items, but I, f- I feel like the, the next one on this clubhouse is something that you might be interested in, which would okay. be like falconry. Falconry is part of my final form. So that is on there. Okay. Can we just talk <laughs> about, okay, this is a perfect segue. I want to know, we've got mounted archery and falconry. Who do we want to be? Are, are we Artemis? Are we like some kind of like... No, I am a glorious Celtic goddess. God, Celtic goddess. Are we yeah. Bridget? Rian, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a badass final form. My final form is I am horseback. I uh, have a falcon on my gauntlet. I have a bow and arrow over my back. And I am gazing out over the fells as I... Uh, just contemplate um, my place in the universe and how fucking badass I am. That's my final form. This is why I love you because <laughs> I also love the Celtic, except I'd probably have a crow or an owl, you know what I Owls, mean, as my yeah, birds. Mm-hmm. Those would be yeah. mine. And I'd have some kind of like circlet and I would probably have a, a like a like a dagger. Okay. Or like a, like that's a close up fighting. Like, like yeah, I don't close get up. close. I want to get close. I want yeah, people I to be like, "Oh, you're so pretty. You're so nice." Oh my god, bam! <laughs> right in the kisser. <laughs> I'd be alone. I would be far out alone. They'd be like, "Do you see that distant figure? That's Natalie. You're the sniper. You're the sniper." Well, that's maybe that's our relationship. I'm the one who lures everybody <laughs> in. <laughs> picturing us as like crazy like celtic pirate women and really seeing it really oh yeah we could yeah i mean we need we need you don't have any tattoos because i feel like this would be a cool tattoo maybe we should get someone to draw us as celtic goddesses does anybody draw on this podcast oh yeah yeah if we could yes celtic goddess remember remember i'm alone with a bow and arrow and a falcon all right I'd like to be surrounded Falcon. by like animals. I'd like to be on a horse with a dagger, a crow on my shoulder, maybe like a fox or something next to me, you know. I'm kind of like, picturing a wolf. this. Like wolf. I'm on a little slope above you and then you're just below on the level ground surrounded by animals like Snow White, but yes. you have a dagger. You're evil yes. Snow White, which is cool. That it's is like so awesome. One. That is a goal right there. <gasps> Damn. 
I really like that. I wish it was as cool as that. Like, that's who I aspire to be. Yeah, me too. Damn. You know well, what, Well, maybe Natalie? we can make a fantasy series out of it. I was just fucking going to say, we need to co-write a fantasy series. I think Done. that's done. Yeah, I think this is happening. Cool, good. I needed a good yeah. uh, collaboration. <laughs> Get me out! Get me on my, you know, my fiction. I get, told you, know. you I, I'm pretty sure I said on the last show that I wanted to write high fantasy, didn't I? Maybe not. I do. I want to write high fantasy. That's like a long time goal of mine. So well, I'm in. Let's do it. We awesome. need to start talking. I just need to get my meet my July deadline for this uh, memoir, <laughs> and, then, and then I'm yours. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Maybe I can get my life in order before then. We'll see. Uh, that's okay. We this could be you know we can flesh some ideas out, but I think this is great. If anyone is an artist, uh, Natalie and I would love some cover art to yeah. for you guys to start thinking about it. You want to go ahead and do some fan art. Uh. <laughs> maybe help us, you know, narrow down some kind of real characterizations. I think it would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's your final form. That's that's your bucket list. It's just to be that. Correct. Yes. Awesome. That is when I ascend to my uh, my final form. I told my husband about this in, in London and then it, it worked out really well with this podcast because I was like, oh, well, my bucket list top item is, in fact, my final form. So it uh, <laughs> all got us full circle. <laughs> I I just I I feel like I might be a little bit in love with you right now. Like I liked you before. Now I, right. like, I love you a little. That's like, that's, that's a normal like... response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, you know I like to read that kind of stuff too. So, um, you know, nobody steal our idea. By the way, we're we're patenting this, copywriting it, whatever. You know. can you imagine i've just imagined this book cover it's like this you know huge high fantasy swirling watercolor book cover and then it's like from the creators of adulting with horses (laughs) well you know i have the the morrigan rides again (laughs) she's my favorite so you know just saying (laughs) um well, I think no one can top that now. Like everybody else is top. Well, that was number one. Be... You went for number one right away. That's I did. my other ones are way lower key than that. Okay. Tell me about your <laughs> other ones here. Okay. Okay. So one of my other ones is um, to drive a sulky horse. So like a standard bread. I want to sit behind a standard bread on a sulky and trot him around a track. I don't really want to drive. I have no real interest in driving as a discipline but there's something really wild about the sulky <laughs> and how <laughs> your legs go on like either side of the horse's tail <laughs> which is very f- terrifying wait what's a sulky? so first of all if you wanted to just trot a standard bread i got a barn for you up here that will totally allow you to do it um because they've offered it to me because i work on their horses okay um, so perfect this is a good start but i don't know what a sulky is <laughs> that's the sulky is the little racing cart oh the little one-man cart that's just like a bicycle seat and two wheels and two uh, shafts. Oh, just like that's what they all, use for the trotters up here. Exactly like that. Oh, well, then done. Thank you. We can we can make that. They told me they would teach me with my little boyfriend. And he's not racing right now. So, like, I'm just saying maybe we. And I actually um, am connected to Standard Bread Royalty. Let's not forget I'm a Keller. Uh, of the Yankee Town Kellers. So all of those Yankee muscles and Yankee Forbes and Yankee butt munch, all those Yankee horses. Yeah, those came from my family. Yeah, you know it. You're owning <laughs> Yankee butt munch? <laughs> Whatever the fuck his name is. 
You know, racehorses have dumb names. <laughs> I like can't even with you right now. Like, why are you so cool? <laughs> Yankee butt much. You won the Hamiltonian three times. <laughs> so that you funny. just made me turtle in the air. <laughs> Can it be that funny? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why do I miss you so much? <laughs> It's probably a good thing we don't live together (laughs) and like near each other at all. We'd get so sick of each other. Uh, We probably would. Oh my god! Yeah, so amazing. um, Important, important standard bread person here. Even though I've never owned one. Well, Uh, I've worked on number of them, and uh, I they're awesome. So yeah, that's my next horse. Is a standard bread. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um. Oh, I like LA has always got some great comments. She said front row seats to the Longines Grand Prix in Paris and then seeing the rewilded Przewalski's horses. Okay, so sub question because Longines goes to a lot of crazy places. So would you choose Paris or Miami Beach? So she had chosen Paris because, you know, the base of the Eiffel Tower. Right. Yeah, it's a great location for sure. Um, I think I would choose Miami because there they have margaritas and salsa <laughs> dancing. <laughs> but you know they do it right on the beach, right? Have you seen the pictures of it? It's insane. Nobody wants to see me in a bikini, okay? I, I don't no, want to be on the beach. I don't think you wear a bikini to show jumping. <laughs> That's probably frowned upon. <laughs> no, because the well, because Miami Beach is the the Gulf Stream runs right alongside, right? So the I water there yeah. is Caribbean colored, right? So yeah. it's like turquoise water. And the, there's a white sand beach. And they are straight on it, jumping with this like Caribbean blue water right behind them, which to me is the most beautiful thing imaginable. Like I'm obsessed with it. And so the, the Paris one is incredible. But something about the Miami one speaks to me, which is funny because Miami is like a terrible, terrible town for anybody over the age of 25 but the water is so beautiful (laughs) the water is beautiful i mean i wouldn't like thumb my nose at anything you know what i mean like if longine decided they wanted to invite me they did invite me to the new york um longines and i did go where they held that that was at Nassau Coliseum in Long Island a couple of years oh. ago. That was really pretty cool. I would love it if Longines decided they wanted to invite me to anything else, and I would say yes. Okay. So not really going to get mad at them if they don't, but you know. Anytime um, there's a big money sponsor getting people to watch show jumping, I, I, will, I will support that company. Well, and yeah. I love – so. When I was taking photos, I was doing a lot of the sport photography. So I was doing a lot of um, show jumping and cross country were my two favorites mm. to, to film. But I was doing a lot of three-day adventures because of that, right? And so dressage and all of that. So I loved doing it. And I bring my camera and I play with it and it's great. Uh, definitely haven't taken pictures in a while. I kind of a little bit rusty on that one, but you know. I'm here for everybody if they want it. Um, <laughs> but for the for the Przewalski's horses, like we're going complete from one end to the other. So like we started Pretty with much. luxury at Longines, right? Yeah. And now we're going to the middle of the steppe in Mongolia, yeah. outside of Ulaanbaatar, uh, which is the capital of Mongolia, to see where they've got let them back out into the wild. My friend Jamie did go see them mm. when she came to Mongolia with me for when I was there. And 
she said it was amazing. Yeah. But they really had to, like, you know, go on a trek and find them. Be like walking into like a painting to yeah. see those horses against that sky. Like and most people will never see them. I know. I had Ulaanbaatar was on my list for a while. Um, was it really? Yeah. When I was traveling more mm. um, and international travel was more accessible to me, I was like, we should just go here. Uh, but <laughs> right now, I don't know. <laughs> I will say the city itself is fine, right? It's it's just it's, it's a fine. jumping off it's, point. It's, it's a city, to go out right. and see the steps. Yeah, and and yeah. they have some great thing like you know if you go, they have a wonderful hotel with the most amazing Chinese food I've ever had in my entire life. Um, and there's some clubs and there's you know they love clubbing out right. in Mongolia. It's <laughs> it's a lot of that, mm-hmm. um, which is my jam. Because I love dancing. <laughs> and uh, you get more K-pop out there, you know, that kind of vibe. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's the surrounding areas. you got to drive, like, four hours in either direction to really see some cool things. But there is so yeah, much but, to see. Yeah, once once you're out there, you're not going to see that anywhere else in the world. Never. It's yeah, 100% it's worth it. Like when um, – I don't know if it still is, but back when all the influencers were going to, like, Azerbaijan and Kazakhstan and stuff. Yeah. And, they, and their, their photos were just – unreal it's like yeah getting there is horrific of uh, the uh, potential customs <laughs> situations very alarming but wow some scenery <laughs> you know i will say i never in my life had ever wanted like had it on my radar to go to mongolia mm-hmm. but after i went the first time i was like hell yeah i'm going back like right. i would go back again for a third time because I never got to see, you know, the eagle hunters. I never got to see the Satan tribe with the reindeer. Like, there's a lot that I still feel. It's like stepping back into time. And mm-hmm. it is humbling and beautiful. And, my God, it was highly recommended because getting there is a pain in the ass. Yeah. I got stranded in Beijing for 22 hours the first time. And the second time I went through Moscow. And half the people I went with ended up getting, you know, uh, had to stay in a hotel overnight with military uh, for various reasons because their flight was delayed and they didn't have visas. So that was fun. Um, but once you get there, it is so inexpensive. You can take $200 and live the life of a king. Right. It's really right. amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of places. That's always the thing that gets me when I start like working on travel lists or uh, you know when I was working in in tourism and writing about tourism it's just shit there's so many places I'm never gonna so many places I'm never gonna see them all what am I gonna do (laughs) that really felt like a huge thing you know for us uh with COVID honestly was like we're losing all these years of our opportunities to go to these different countries (laughs) it's just crazy and then what do I do the first time I leave the country since COVID I go straight back to London it's a favorite for a reason it's my favorite for a reason that's why I said to somebody it's like a comfort place like I know my way around I know what I like there I know what I want to see again I know what I haven't seen yet it's just comforting <laughs> yeah I think that's fair and I mean I love to travel I'm I'm limiting my travel this year because I've got the big uh, Iceland trip coming yeah. up and I'm riding a lot more trying to get fit for that so I don't right. you know die um and if we're gonna segue 
Uh, my chiropractor, I'm just going to, this is like a huge win for me. Um, my chiropractor has said that for the first time in years, um, my pelvis is actually in alignment for the last three sessions that I've had. Like, I'm kind of killing it. Show off much? I know. I might be able to dismount correctly soon. <laughs> I would like to, I think I should go to chiropractor to see how out of alignment my pelvis is. That might be fascinating. <laughs> I learned a lot about myself. Might be fascinating. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it's moved elsewhere. You know, like I've moved (laughs) elsewhere in my body. (laughs) But that's for a totally different. Your your spine is taking all of the twists now. (laughs) You know, let's just say my head's a little fucked up. One leg uh, is shorter than the other now. My several inches. (laughs) No, that I fixed. See? (laughs) (laughs) But I don't have debilitating pain in my right femur anymore. So yay. Uh, <laughs> some people some people just think they can have it all <laughs> I just had to throw in my little win there so you know brag brag braggadocious of me I know but how about you uh, do you have a win besides going to London it's so angry at you because I'm jealous oh please I went on points <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> do I have a win we're doing wins What's yeah. my win? I know because we've, we, we, we've had such a great conversation, but like we're almost we tired out now. Oh, wait. I have to tell you about one more of my bucket list items before we Okay. Go. Ooh, one tell more. Me, tell me. Tell me. Okay. This one's, this one's crazy. I want to I, – I, I, it's almost riding on the beach, but it's more complex than that. I want to ride a racehorse in the ocean with dolphins in Australia. <gasps> yes. That's cool. <laughs> I can't believe they get to do that. And all I got to do was ride around on a track every day. And they're like, big, stupid circle. We're taking our horses to the sea and the dolphins will swim with us. Like, what the what? I want to do that. So I'm putting that on my list. There's no reason I couldn't do it. I just have to go to Australia and find the right person. Say, hey, let me hop on a horse. Let's go to the beach. I actually know the guy who is at racing.com. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it, please. I would Man. go to Australia ba- again in a second. I've been there. It's awesome. I need um, to go. Sam, if you're listening, if you're still at racing.com, can you help a girl out? Just yeah, saying. it's just, I know what I'm doing. I swear. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll watch. I'll photo it. I'll take photos because <laughs> that sounds more fun for me. Um, that is awesome. <laughs> but that's, that's a lot. Cool. Yeah, that, uh, and then some basics. You know, I, I really want to go hunting, fox hunting. I haven't done that yet. I want. I always wanted to ride a steeplechase course. I haven't gotten to do that yet. I still think I'll get to do both of those things. The dolphins might be tougher, but I still think I, I'll have a chance to ride a steeplechase course and uh, I go hunting. I just haven't gotten you to You could it. come up here and come hunting with a Monmouth County hunt. We have a big hunt that I'm friendly with and uh, they love to take newbies out and show them the ropes. Yeah. And they have, yeah, oh my God. They've been trying to get me out there for years and I haven't committed to it because I'm, you know, terrified of everything. So maybe um, you and I should do it together and we'll just stay in the back and just behave ourselves. Yeah. You know, that sounds fun. I could be I mean, good. I, I would probably delight actually did one hunt with his previous owner. He made it about halfway through before he started to freak out at all the dogs. But oh. I'd want to be in third flight anyway. I don't yeah. want to be in the front. No, I don't think I'm – I, I would probably have to do it for a while before I would be comfortable moving up at all. Yeah. Like, it's just – I mean, you already know my comfort zone outside of the track or the arena is iffy. <laughs> no, but we have a great – and it's all in this park near us that has, like – it's it's just really awesome. It's like they, they kennel the dogs there, and the dog's really familiar, and – 
The people are really good. So anyway, I might be able to help you out on some of those. It sounds like you've got a decent connection for almost everything I've said so far. So yes, um, I do. I have the connections, yeah. but I don't have the drive to do it myself. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't you know anything about me? I love making connections. With I know people. it's That's incredible. What I like is um, forgetting to follow up with people. Oh, yeah. That's my big thing. <laughs> oh, you know it. what? So that gave me an idea that reminded me of a win that I had. Oh, there we go. Circling yeah, back around. It all it all came together. So when I was um I went to when I went to London, um, I spent an awful lot of time going to bookstores, like I said. And I was really interested in used bookstores because I was hoping to find like some some old pony books, right? Um, some like classic, you know, Christine Pauline Thompson's and things like that. And I didn't. I found almost no children's books. But I found a book that has been on my list for a long time, and it is called Memoirs of a Fox Hunting Man. Um, and it's uh, it's by Siegfried somebody, and it's uh, like a country life kind of diary. And I was so excited. I found it in the basement of a bookstore off of, uh, off of Charing Cross Lane. Wow. And I was like, oh what my God, odds? look at this. It was on the list. Um, so yeah, so it was pretty excited. I bought about 10 books and two of them were horsey. So, well, Hey, you have to have, uh, a wide variety of tastes. You know, I don't read all horse books. In fact, that's the least amount of what. Oh yeah. Same. This one, I really wanted this one. Uh, I, I like country life. Um, stories and it's like one of my genres and actually had, I bought another book called the country life, but it's a novel about like, you know, moving from London to the country and terrible hilarity ensues. It's like my favorite genre of book. <laughs> Very specific. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you should see me trying to try to like find stuff on Amazon. It's impossible. I have to go in person to Barnes and Noble and be like, this is I'm looking for a book that is this kind of cover. And when you open it, the typeface is a little too dark and you can't figure out why. And it only has single quotation marks because it's typeset in Britain. Do you have anything like that? And they're like, <laughs> can you leave? And then <laughs> Gosh, she's back. Exactly. The crazy woman's back. <laughs> I just want That's single awesome. quotation marks, okay? Let's just keep it real. I <laughs> Nerd. Stop being so cute. I really like things that aren't Americanized. <laughs> oh, my God. I still do the double space, and I've been trying to not do the double space after the end of a sentence, but I'm just programmed like that because I grew up writing on a typewriter. Did you? I did. What? Typewriter? I'm old as fuck. How yeah. old are you? I'm old. I'm 45. I think I'm 41. I can't remember, but like. No, I'm definitely older than you. But that's typewriter age, 45? I mean, my mother had it and because she was a secretary. Oh, so, so she I, taught when, you. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a writer. So I wrote on that and then I got a word processor and then I got a computer. All right. Like had to start somewhere, but I always started with. I started with a typewriter. That's that's a weird fun fact about me. I yeah, I used to play on a typewriter, but I never learned to type on a typewriter. Oh no, like I I wrote short stories on that. Yeah. Wow. That's like I'm a boss. I'm like I'm like Angela fucking Lansbury. You really are because I wrote, <laughs> I wrote all mine longhand. <laughs> and I hold my pencil funny, so I have a weird bump on one finger. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Something that no one in this day and age will ever relate to, right? Like they the weird write. bump. Yeah. They must still in elementary school. When I go get my nails done, they still talk about it. It's the same place, right? It's this yeah. guy. 
Uh, except I'm a lefty. Yeah. <laughs> My God, stop being so cute. No. Yeah. Okay. British formatting only. And just listen, as a book formatter, just. I, I got to take those spaces out when you put them in. No, right? and I do. I do. I do. But I just sit there and I'm like, why did I do this again? <sighs> I'm the worst. That's all right. Thank you for being a little weird with us, Horse Girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other horse-crazy women.